All right. Welcome again. What fantasy football fortunes podcast. It's me, Sam Graham. And look who's back. Hey, Alec, how are you doing today, buddy? So we got. Uh, I could tell we were excited to get on because we had almost an hour of preamble before we started recording today. <laughs> uh, uh, maybe we'll find a free intern that wants to cut out the good parts for it and just splice it all together. <laughs> hey you gotta you gotta start somewhere in a business model right no (laughs) Uh -uh. this is technically the halfway point the second half yep Well, did you by any chance see that Vikings-Bills game on Sunday? Um, decade? Uh, may, the best, uh, you know, the Patriots-Falcons uh, Super Bowl would probably be the uh, close competitor with that big comeback. But, like, otherwise, but, you know, that was only one more score. <laughs> oh man legendary yeah Man, this Kevin O'Connell guy has really brought a new fire into this team. And you can see it on the field. And obviously, you see all the videos with the chains and all that. So you see they're actually a team that's enjoying themselves and having fun instead of being under the thumb of Mike Zimmer, the wet blanket. So, um, us Vikings fans, um, we tend to be very roller coaster up and down and go with the flow and jump on that bandwagon and hop right off as we please. And so I am trying really, really, really hard to keep my expectations, um, uh, realistic and not like you know what I mean or not letting myself get swept away in my excitement because otherwise I would be like a little kid at the fair um, but uh, yeah dude uh, at this point I think that might be the uh, preview of the Super Bowl it's kind of how I was looking at it I was like this, the way those how hard those two teams fought for just that win I think we just saw two teams that are uh, might that I th- and you know the cool thing about that if it's the Bills and the Vikings in the Super Bowl, neither of those franchises have won in their whole existence, so it'll be a first time for whoever. Which I'm not gonna say, so I don't really care, but it would be cool. I said, but like if the Vikings make it to the Super Bowl again and lose, I 
Like, I will. I'll cry either way. At the end of that game, I'm going to cry no matter what. It's, it's just, it's what it is. <laughs> and you know, and for the first time, I think uh, he has a coach that has his back that he likes that they're on the same page. He's got a team that supports him no matter what you can see through all this. They're like, they're like, oh, hey, nerdy kid in the corner. You know, you're actually pretty fun. Did you know you're cool? You know, Kirk's like the girl. No, I'm not going to say that because that's very objectified and not cool to say. So I'm going to take that out. But, um, but you know what I mean? Someone who doesn't realize that they're as pretty as they are, per anyone. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, he find he's finding a vibe, and you know, and he's showing a fire on the field, and um, you know, and because we're a fantasy football show, I think that really translates to fantasy football of like as far as where you got him and where how he's on your team, you it's probably a pretty steal, big steal. I mean, I guess he is only scored broken twenty points once in the last three weeks, twice in the last five games. But you know, he's uh Yeah, and just quick hats off to uh, Cooper Cup. Uh, sorry, man, that, that sucks. It's all... Uh... Well, you know, they only put him on the IR, and that was even questionable whether they were going to do that. So we may not have even seen him, the last of him this season. But you know those high ankle sprains, they tend to linger if you try to rush him back. And... Um, what are the Rams playing for right now? You know what the crazy thing about Justin Jefferson right now is? He scored his first two touchdowns the last two in his last two games since week one. He scored two in week one and hasn't scored a touchdown until he until his last two weeks. No, um, he's only seen under double digit targets three times all season. It's crazy. All right, but let's kind of stay. Uh, let's try. To hold, I'm gonna kind of hold on this team thing right now. 
because I'm enjoying that. And um, and maybe because it's my team. But uh, Justin Jefferson and uh, TJ Hawkinson, his first two games with the Vikings, have gotten nine targets and ten targets. I think we're about to see the best of TJ Hawkinson. And if you watch that game, he was targeted in the end zone so many times. And there was so much handsy back and forth stuff that needed to get called both ways. It was not, you know what I mean? But like, man, so they, he is instant, he is, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's not, you know, what's actually funny when I'm looking at these numbers uh, Adam Thielen's numbers have taken a little bit of a hit since, but they're consistent. Instead of going 11, 4, 13, 5, 7, 15, he's gone 9, 9, 8, 2, or in 7. He's just like, you know what I mean? So he's kind of found his floor, which, you know, you're not too excited about. But, um, no. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I think they, I think being able to rely on Thielen uh, as a fantasy football player is done. Yeah. No, man. So this is, uh, yeah, back in the hometown, they're talking about this is like, you know, everyone was saying we weren't the real deal and we won the first game that says we are. And this next one is the big hit. And, you know, you got Dak Prescott coming up. I'm going to try to pull up his stats really quick or see what. But, um, what was that? Oh, I know. That's why I was going on the season log stats. I was like, that's going to take forever to find. Um, but, you know, he got 21 points last week. He scored through for 265 yards like good for him is that three touchdowns i see uh damn man so Derek prescott oh for sure um he only had one rush is that right or four rushes for six yards is that concerning to you at all you knowing that you used to rely on him for his mobility?
Totally. Um, would you consider Trevor Lawrence one of those scrambling uh, quarterbacks considering that, and this is just this week alone, but he uh, did do four rushes for 26 yards as opposed to Phil, uh, Jalen Hurts' six for 28. However, Jalen Hurts was running for his life in that game. That was a rough one to watch, you know what I mean? Okay. Lamar Jackson has the Lamar Jackson has the run pass option. Patrick Mahomes is can scramble out of the pocket. <laughs> you know who is uh i'm getting really excited about just as a team in general or uh actually no let's stay like on the uh cowboys really quick and let's talk about cd lamb's performance man fifth 15 targets, 11 receptions for 150 yards. Um, he scored two touchdowns and five of his play for, for over uh, 20 yards. Which means the other 10 of his plays for, were for, or other 10 of his targets for, were for less than 50. But, you know. <laughs> May. Oh, for sure this year. I was going to ask. Did he have one last year? I think if they brought... I think they're a team that would really benefit for bringing in OBJ. Yeah. If they had a Mark Cooper, CD Lamb would probably be doing pretty well. If they had a wide receiver that could really work the outside, take the first pressure off of CD Lamb, that's what. Yeah. Yeah, Michael Gallup, you were a great wide receiver three. I do not think you should be the wide receiver two of an NFL team. And it's happened to him like three times. He's talented, but yeah. So, 
let's talk about the. I was gonna say, let's talk about the uh, elephant in the room. Tony Pollard. His last four games has seen eleven touches or twelve or eleven carries, twelve carries, fourteen carries. Waited on a bye and then I had a season. Probably I can't have to imagine career high. I'm not gonna look that thoroughly right now. Of twenty two touches. Yeah, man, that is a lot of touches. I'm pretty sure it did it on snap, but my cannot get my thing to load uh, exactly as I please. But he, I can't. Well, now is he gonna be healthy? Is he gonna be effective? Because it seems that Tony Pollard is the one that's really putting in the work right now. You know what I mean? And this is in the same way of moving from Amari Cooper. You think this is them just preparing for the future? <laughs> Get. Well, let's both eat our words really quick because Zeke uh, has been out uh, weeks 8 and 10 for their buy, so that wouldn't explain the increase in carries. My bad. Yeah. I'd... Yeah, he wasn't at practice today, huh? Dang it. Yeah, he is practicing today, and he's limited. You know, you know, I but I'm 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 just gonna say he got 115 rushing yards. I have to imagine he has gained and that trust from that team, and that's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say I hope he I hope he has gained that trust from that team to. Go forward from there. So we're saying the Vikings-Cowboys uh, game is going to be intense. Yeah, I wouldn't play either of those defenses.
Oh, the good old Chiefs and Chargers. This one is always supposed to be exciting, and they always put it at a night game, and that's always a little underwhelming, you know what I mean? Oh, I thought you were going to say this year. I was like, everyone got hurt. Keenan Allen is uh, injured with a hamstring. He's uh, hoping to play on Sunday. Joey Bosa is out for it. I'm just saying. It's, what I'm saying says looks like he might, but I would expect him to stay out. Um, They just lost a bunch of defensive Yeah, we can hope. I mean, outside of Austin Eckler, are you playing? Are you excited to be playing uh, Justin Herbert? He's at practice. He's at practice. Who knows? Yeah. Please have a backup plan. I think Gerald Everett's best days are seeming to be behind him as well, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. Um. So Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are both back at practice today. Um. Does that give you a little more hope in Justin Herbert? Keenan Allen special is to come in with a hamstring injury and just be plagued with it for the rest of the season. Absolutely not. Um. Alright. 
Well, let's move to the other side of the ball. Kansas City, uh, you're playing Patrick Mahomes in this one, right? Because we can expect it to him to have to throw the ball a lot. What do you think of Isaiah Pacheco becoming the running back to own for or uh, manage roster for um, running uh, Kansas City? Yep, I agree with everything you just said, and I was just going to put on top of that, if you find yourself in a pinch, Jerick McKinnon is getting a lot of receiving work, and he's good at that. So uh, I think if you need to, if you need to throw him in a start, I'm going to have to in one of my leagues. And, uh, you know, I'm feeling I'm not worried about that one. I think I'll you'll get a few points out of that. I don't think it's going to be your game maker, but I'm hoping that one's not going to be your breaker, but... Obviously, you know you're in a deep league if you're looking at that one, but I would be willing to start Jarek McKinnon in certain uh, situations. Which of these wide receivers are you interested in? MVS, uh, is Kadarius Tony? has he taken any sort of uptake of interest for you now that he is... Oh. 
I mean, if you're, I think he's the receiver, the wide receiver to own probably for the Kansas City Chiefs at this point. If they went and got him, that means they want to give him the ball. Oh, you know how I feel about MVS. I want to talk about one more team that I think we should go into more positional uh, based ideas. Let's talk about the Miami Dolphins, a team we refused to talk about last year. But now they're 7-3 and three and so dynamic. Man, did you see the stats of their um, game last week? Shoot, who do they play? I can't remember. Couldn't remember off, I can't remember off the top of my head. But um, Jeff Wilson went for over 100 yards. Um, I think they went. Yeah, you know. Exactly. Uh, is this something we can expect uh, regularly? Obviously, it was probably a fluke. Um, uh, but, like, can we expect. Which way? Where are we going with Jeff Wilson? Like, he was in and uh, effective. You know what I mean? Cleveland. They played Cleveland. Yeah. Well, the you know, they're playing Cleveland. I love that they finished. I'm pretty sure. Oh, let me go to. Oh, I guess in standard, they finished with three receivers inside the top 20. Oh, in uh, PPR, they finished with three running backs inside the uh, top 16. That's how you like. Oh, I'm in last week. Yeah. Yeah, man. 
They're, uh, yeah, I, um, I've floated, I said it again, I floated on Tyreek Hill this offseason, and it was one of the biggest mistakes. I did, I thought I believed in Cam Akers. I believed in Cam Akers. Um, alright. I'm just gonna talk, start talking about players that I am just blown away by, about what they did. Uh, Christian Watson, three touchdowns. Did you see that? Look who learned to catch the ball. <laughs> I know. He only caught 50% of his targets. I actually hate how good of an analysis that was. That was well said. I think you're probably right. So are we just going to go on and continue that Green Bay has no reliable receivers? And it and and in that in that uh, sense are you trying to pivot away from Aaron Rodgers? Well, right. You are you obviously are. Um so but let's just look So, oh, keep going. Uh, Matt Ryan is a starter once again. Um, would you be starting? Well, would you? All right, but would you be starting Matt Ryan over Aaron Rodgers right now? Would you start Ty Taylor Heineke against Houston against Aaron Rodgers right now? Really? You know the Titans have a really good defense, right? Oh, I guess they've allowed the second most passing yards on the season. <laughs> All right. Let's circle back then really quick. Titans allowing the second most passing yards per uh per uh to quarterbacks. The f probably per game. I don't want to look that deep into the stats right now. And they're also doing giving up third most points per game and the fifth most yards to wide receivers. Are you sure you don't want to chase these and go for Christian Watson once again? 
<laughs> Tunyon the Funyon. I had a bag of Funyuns yesterday. They're only good for like three, and then they're really not that good anymore. I'm only bringing that up because I want to move past. Um, I think Aaron Jones has uh, surpassed A.J. Dillon once again. Um, I would chill on the A.J. Dillon. I'd be comfortable starting Aaron Jones. Do you agree? What? But if you have to start one, you're starting Aaron Jones over A.J. Dillon. Right. Yep. Oh, Amon Ross St. Brown is doing his thing again, getting triple digits. Um, now the Detroit Lions, they have a decent matchup today. Yeah, against the, the well, yeah, so the Detroit Giants because they're playing the Giants. I knew I knew it. Dude. Right. Um, the one problem with Amon Ross St. Brown this week is uh, in uh, yards, uh, receiving yards to wide receivers. Sorry, I was talking over you. I think I cut you cut out for a second there. Um, they are the sixth fewest yards to wide receivers in the league so far. So that makes it tough to really rely on Amon Ross St. Brown this week. I mean, he you you're getting you're getting his floor. You're not getting his ceiling. You're not getting what you got this week. Uh, a running back who's got a lot of hype going around him right now is Mr. Rashad White, who is throwing people to the ground. Um, what do you think of uh, him season long? Do you think he's taking over Fournette? Do you think he's going to cut that divvy? Do you think... So, yeah. Do so you think it's over? Yeah, I, was, I just realized they were going to their bye, so that was my bad. Um, but, like, going into their bye, it says that Leonard Fournette's going to come back. But, you know, they got an extra week. They just saw what that kid can do. I wouldn't be surprised if it's just like, all right, now we're spending this time getting you ready to go. Oh, there you go. There you go.
I'm just going to say it, uh, Michael Carter and James Robinson. James Robinson out-touched Michael Carter already, which is crazy. But uh, Michael Carter got the production. Um, I that say I'm not. I don't want their run game. I want their quarterback. I think that's about it. <laughs> Yep. And it sucks and because they're trying to fill that hole because they're a competitive team for a hot minute there. The Bills are third in their division. Isn't that crazy? Ooh. Yeah, man. That one was crazy. Um, so... I'm going to pump the brakes on all my Jets this week. On the other side of the ball, Ramondre Stevenson got 143 yards, I believe, uh, against these guys when he played them two weeks ago. In week eight, yeah. 70, ru 70 rushing yards, 70 receiving yeah, but that was yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That was just a couple weeks ago. That was week eight. Yeah. So. You know, Travis Etienne, as you go, stay away from your Broncos right now if you can, man. I'm struggling. Um, Raiders, I'm sorry. You know, you get into a lot of trades. Uh, you know, you want to talk a little trade strategy? You want to talk a little few teams? Yeah, man. So, what are... Go ahead. And you know, and if you there becomes a distrust in the league between trades, and people don't want to because everyone's sending junk or people are just trying to screw people over, it creates this toxic environment where like teams won't communicate and then nothing gets done and the league gets stagnant and the league can get boring. 
the best leagues are when there are moves every week and there's stuff to keep track of and people are trying crazy things. And uh, the one thing that a lot of people aren't willing to do, but what you got to do is remember this is game. You got to take risks and you got to pay to get. And um, you, if you want, oh, if you need a running back one, but you have two top-end wide receivers, you're going to have to part with one of those top-end wide receivers to try to go get your running back. You don't get to send three bench players and try to call it even. I know there's a lot of people out there that think that's a problem, but you have to, you know what I mean? It's about trading what you have a sur surplus of in a position on your roster and um, making a deal <laughs> and swapping that to bolster. And you also have to look at the other team's roster and see their needs. Like there are times where there's players like everyone wants to make a trade, but no trade helps either team. And so it's just a stalemate because your rosters don't ju just don't mesh. No. And obviously timing is the whole key to this. Like if you had tried to gone out and gotten Travis Etienne early for Mike Williams, you might have been able to make that trade off if you were like, I want Mike Will I wanna trade you Mike Williams and I'll take Travis Etienne and whatever some you know some but like someone to fill in a position and yeah
Exactly. <sighs> yeah, let's get into DFS. How does that sound? Classic, classic. Alright. So I'm going to take, since, we, uh, since we're doing this a little early, I'm going to take my time. Um, I am going to go uh, for my quarterback. I'm actually going against the, with Daniel Jones against the Lions. Oh, shoot. Totally lost my thing. Yeah, no. So I'm taking Daniel Jones for against the Lions. Uh, this is on DraftKings. Um, for 5700. Uh, I just a cheap, uh, easy opponent. You know they've really allowed. They let the quarterback, uh, running quarterbacks run for the second most yards on have second most uh, rushing yards quarterbacks, and Daniel Jones can use his feet. They're in the top five, I believe, in uh, passing yards allowed as well. Uh, granted, that is not where. All right, they're eleven. My bad, but that, but that's not where Jan Jones gets his uh, ability. You know what I mean? They've allowed four quarterback touchdowns to the quarterback uh, on the ground, and two of them were to Justin Fields. So I bet uh, Daniel Jones can run one in. So I'm going to be taking Dan Jones against Detroit. Gus Edwards is on his way back from injury. Gus Edwards, is, uh, if he when he's healthy, he's killing it. He's playing two games this year. He scored two, uh, two touchdowns in one of those games. Um, he averages over five yards a carry. Uh, if, he, if he is healthy and good to go, and if, if he's not, I will change this to Kenyon Drake. And um, But Gus Edwards... Solid play. I believe in him if he's on the field, and I would start him this week. And he's going for 5,500. Keeps that value. Following that up, Ramondre Stevenson. Last time he played the Jets, he scored. He totaled 143 yards against them, and that's the most yards any running back has uh, totaled against the Jets. And I believe in him doing it again. And so I am behind Ramondre Stevenson as my second running back. Gabe Davis against Cleveland. Gabe Davis is just so out of nowhere. He can do anything, you know. So he's got. The, he's just such a big play guy. And I believe that that team is going to come back with a little chip on the shoulder against a Browns defense that's not going to be able to keep up. And, you know, Devin Singletary is Devin Singletary. He's good, but you can't base a game off him. So I believe they're going to have to throw the ball, and I believe Gabe Davis is going to see that ball. And then uh, the other thing I was going to say is uh, T. Higgins. T. Higgins with Joe Burrow. I didn't go, go with Joe Burrow, but T. Higgins against Pittsburgh. You know, Pittsburgh has sucked against wide receiver all year. T. Higgins is good. Jamar Chase is, I believe, out until next week, right? Maybe he might be coming back this week. But he's gonna, he might be, but he's probably in a limited fashion, I can imagine. So I'm gonna go T. Higgins. That Jamar Chase is just gonna be there to grab some attention, so T. Higgins can open it up. And then DJ Moore, I just like what he's doing. He's going for 5,700, just a cheap, easy price. And uh, you know, DJ Moore, my boy. Um, I was, you heard me talking about how I like uh, 
Zach Wilson. I think he's pretty good. I think he's going to throw a couple touchdowns. I'm hoping one of those land in Tyler Conklin. He's going 3,400 right now. And uh, 3,400 is a cheap tight end that definitely has touchdown prowess. The Bears, I've given up the fourth most points to a running backs um, this season per game. And so I'm going to give go with Cordero Patterson and his return to Atlanta. I think they are ready to have him back. I think they're going to use him as much as they want to. And he's going to just do just fine because that man is good when he's ready to be good. Now I'm with the Bengals against Pittsburgh because, once again, Pittsburgh is rough and the Bengals aren't so bad. And uh, I think that's a team that's going to have a chance at creating some turnovers and making some big fantasy points this week. And that is my DFS lineup. I know, but, you know, once you get, like, so I had $0 left. And the other option I was thinking about was Allen Robinson against New Orleans or Jacoby Myers against the Jets. And actually, now that I'm sitting here talking about it, I'm going Jacoby Myers against the Jets because that man can score touchdowns. Yep, you convinced me. If you take Jacoby Myers, I'm going to kick you in the nuts. <laughs> God, man. That's a. How much did he cost? 76? <laughs> because we don't do video I was giving him the bird everybody
Dude, I saw it last year when I was first doing my writing thing. I was like, this man knows how to score touchdowns. And he does, dude. He So, it's not bad. There you go. Ah. I my my DFS lineups the last few weeks have been absolute garbage, and uh, I'm hoping to turn it around. And I need to figure out the knack to this sport, so we can make you fortunes. And our show name can make sense. Maybe, you know, you know, you know, it's something that I'm going to keep it in the show, but we can talk about more off air. If we start betting on the over-unders, you can find on Underdog Fantasy. Start doing fantasy over-under parlays. Yeah, should we should we start talking about that? But All right. Well, you can tell me later. Uh thank you guys so much for listening. Uh it's been a great show. Uh tune in next week and we'll talk to you soon.